Hey, Dr. Mike here. Do you ever get confused when shopping for olive oil? Stick around to learn industry tips with our guest, Joseph R. Profacci. You're listening to Live Foreverish, a show dedicated to helping you live just a little longer. Here's your host, Dr. Mike and Dr. Crystal Gosser. All right, welcome to Live Foreverish. Uh, olive oil, Dr. Crystal. Man, this is big, right? Come on. We love it. We talk about it all the time. We talk about the health benefits. We'll share a little bit yeah. of information on that, but this show's kind of different. Yeah, it's more like like what's good out there and stuff like that, right? Is that kind of where we're going? Yeah, regulation, things you should know about the uh, about olive oil, and most importantly, maybe some information on olive oil, new details on olive oil or olives, yeah. olive trees, olive trees, and the planet. <laughs> where they come from? Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah. Are we gonna Are we gonna have some coffee with olive oil in it again? Didn't I you, hope. Didn't you, I thought you were gonna bring it to me. No, no Doctor Crystal's not taking care of me this morning. <laughs> but anyways, let's get to our guest. Yes, we got a we got an expert guest here, uh, Joseph R. Perfacci. He is the executive director of the North American Olive Oil Association. He's an experienced food products attorney and business manager with over 25 years of experience in the olive oil category. Prior to becoming the executive director, he was a long active member serving as the organization's chair from June 2015 to June 2017. Joe, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Dr. Mike and Crystal. So you're, you're I, uh... just all about olive oil. <laughs> you know, right. I have been, and you know, it's 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 uh, as I said, you know, I'm trained as a lawyer. Started out uh, practicing law in D.C. at some big firms, but my you know my dad was the first importer of Cola Vita olive oil, extra virgin olive oil, um, in the early '80s, and so you know, I started practice, you know, doing the legal work for the for the company, and gradually the company grew and. I'm thinking, man, I I, I want to be in that world <laughs> because, nice. you know, I'm passionate about food and and also it's great to be be in a family business. And so I ended up doing that. I was I was um, from 1993, so it's really going on 30 years. Um, wow. I was the I was I was vice president, general counsel, FSB, and FSB stood for firstborn son, uh, FBS, firstborn son. So. <laughs> So I, I basically, you know, got to learn all aspects of the business because my dad was the consummate salesman, you know, and, and golfer and, and and loved to do those things, but didn't love the dealing with the banking and the marketing and all that stuff. So yeah. I got I got I got to learn a whole lot about the industry from, you know, from the ground up. I, so I love the idea that, you know, you, you you because you love food, right? And you just you just olive oil just was in the it was in your blood you know and you stuck to it i don't know if you know this joe um i was supposed to be a chef well i didn't know it well that's just kind of my inner child because I, <laughs> I, I love cooking i love the food channel yeah. and sometimes i do so uh, dr crystal sometimes i think did i miss my my real career <laughs> so you know this is a little off script but now i'm so curious to find out um when would you say that olive oil really made it to, you know, the everyday home? I feel like maybe it yeah. was the Food Network or one of those shows where it just became yeah, EVOO. It it yeah. Everyone's talking about EVOO. Yeah, do you well, remember you know, when that happened? I, I kind of do. So so my dad credits a lot of the success that he had with Colavita to a New York Times article in the early 80s that, you know, 
the Mediterranean diet. It's, uh, you know, it's what kept the, the Greek men on Crete healthy. Um, <laughs> right? Yeah. And then, and then Rachel Ray, right? Rachel Ray. We, oh, yes. go to the, she was the godmother. Yeah. She was like the godmother of, uh, of olive oil, I think. You know, she was the first one. She coined the EVOO. Um, mm -hmm. And yeah, it became popular. Also, there there used to be a chain of restaurants called the Macaroni Grill, Romano's Macaroni yes. Grill. Oh, and they put a bottle of olive oil on every table. That's right. I remember and, that. And that and that was you know restaurants tend to be the place where these trends take off. So I, I have to give most of the credit to the restaurants. I, I got to tell. I remember that. Because that was a big chain we used to go to as mm -hmm. kids. This is mm -hmm. like in the eighties, maybe early whatever nineties. Yeah, 90s yeah. yeah. and and, and we would. It was it was the first time, Joe, that I would. I remember this taking bread. I I pour the olive oil on a little dish. Look at mm -hmm. you're looking at me so excited. <laughs> I know. <laughs> and, and then I would add a little salt. Just a little salt. You're going down memory lane. And here. then I would take a good fresh piece of piece of bread and just mm. and just take a bit. Wonderful, right. man. Nothing better. We should have we should have brought that here. Today. I know. So that that is, um, and then Kaliba, they are one of the largest manufacturers, or I think are yeah. they still well, so kind of the top producers? Yeah, they're, they're one of the, the the leading brands in the U.S. Um, mm -hmm. um, but you know, there there are plenty of others and really good ones. Uh, you know, I I I, uh, I no longer am affiliated with Kaliba except that my dad still works there um and <laughs> and my brothers love uh, it really love my, it now colavita is a member of the north american olive oil association so That's north right. american olive oil association let me tell you about it a little a bit so basically yeah, let's get into why you're here <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> we could talk all day about olive oil um so north american olive oil association is a trade association uh, of uh companies that market olive oil in the united states and and the mission for the association and my job as kind of like an ambassador for olive oil is to grow consumption and to do whatever it takes to do that right so that could mean helping educate uh, helping help educate consumers the media uh chefs could also mean working um on policies with the government to help uh companies sell olive oil uh, in terms of public policy and also fighting restrictions on the sale of olive oil, such as tariffs, which happen once, mm. once in a while. So, so it's a, it's a pretty broad ranging job. And my background as a lawyer really helps with a lot of this. Well, I, you know, um, one of the things, cause we've talked about this on the show before Dr. Crystal is the adulteration mm -hmm. of olive oil. So Joe, we have a lot of, a lot of people who want to understand more about this idea of maybe the olive oil they're buying off the shelf is not all olive oil or maybe it's yeah. no olive oil or, or what have you tell us a little right. bit about that because that's something that keeps coming up oh it does it does keep coming up in fact you know through our website we we, we get comments and questions from consumers all the time and I, I would say the majority of them are about this how do i know that my oil is not my olive oil is not adulterated with some other uh, seed oil, like canola oil or soybean oil, et cetera. And the reality is that the issue is grossly overstated and overblown, 
right? And I, I, I work my, my, you know, my butt off trying to get consumers to understand why, why they can trust olive oil and they shouldn't. So the, the, a lot of this stemmed from um, some studies, some reports that were generated basically, you know, not basically, by the California olive oil industry in around the period of 2010. Um, and they, they tested something like 200, maybe 250 bottles of uh, olive oil from major brands um, across the United States looking for adulteration. Guess what? They didn't find any. They didn't find a single bottle adulterated. The way you tell adulteration if, with seed oils is, is by chemical tests. And they did those mm -hmm. tests. Mm, there was no adulteration. But that didn't that didn't make them happy, right? Because they were looking for some way to promote uh... California olive oil. So they they spun it, right? They said, oh well, but doing a taste test of these oils, even though they're not adulterated, um, we don't think they're good enough to be called extra virgin. And when the taste test fails, we say, you know, we that could be due to the fact that the oil wasn't out of a certain quality, or that it was old, or that it was adulterated. Right? So they threw in the word adulteration, even though they didn't find adulteration. And guess what? That's what that's what got spun all over the Internet. And even to this day, I still see it. And so we're still fighting it um, to show it. So, in you know, FDA also reads the Internet. Right. So so they're aware. So in 2016, they did a study and nobody talks about this. They tested 88 bottles of extra virgin olive oil. You know how many they they found to be adulterated? Not one. Not one. Not I one. did. Re I recall reading that. That's, yeah, I that's, do. Yeah, I, this is fascinating not, to me, Joe. This is no, it really is because I kind of bought into all this. I did too yeah. for a while. I've been, I've been, <laughs> and I missed, I missed the FDA one. I didn't even know mm -hmm. about that one. But um, no, no, nobody it, would talk about it because that's not that didn't play into the story right it didn't play no shock into value yeah. no there's no there there right and that's and that's the issue so no i you know as i as i tell people look olive oil it's a precious you know it's a valuable and and desirable commodity and there has been adulteration uh with olive oil uh and cheating since the before the Roman, I mean, the Romans, we have evidence that there were that there was there was uh, some hanky panky going on in some of the trade of olive oil. And it and it and I want to say that it doesn't exist at all. But like all of these studies where they're picking up the, the, the well-known brands, you're not going to find adulteration there where there might be a risk in the in a supermarket is this is a brand you don't know at the price is too cheap. Um, you know, you should, you know, red flags as, as with anything, whether it's, you know, could be, uh, could be wine, whatever. You, you just got to be careful. But yeah. the truth is, shop, we, shop we, where we, a retailer you know, brand that you trust, or, and 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 you're gonna be fine. We still want consumers to be smart, right? Yes. Right. And I think I think so. Maybe it, it, adulteration is there, but th that happens in all kinds of products, not just oils, right? Yeah. yeah. And so it's just about being, sh you know, smart. If it's too cheap, you never heard of it. Yeah. Think a little bit there. Right. Yeah. But I think uh, along with being smart, what consumers also need is education because yeah. not all olive oils on the shelf are the same. Uh, there is the, you know, the EVOO, then there's the virgin olive oil, and then there is 
just the olive oil. And then they're the ones that say olive oil light. Light, yeah. And, and so yeah. when you're shopping, <laughs> people just pick up, okay, ah. this is olive oil. Oh, I, I want something light. Maybe thinking that it's healthier or yeah. whatever. I don't know what would be in their minds. But I think there's a lot of confusion <laughs> as well. And hope uh, maybe you can help to, to clear it up for us. Clear it up yeah, for our listeners. I, I, I would love to, um, Crystal. You know, so often I, you know, when I go into supermarkets and you see people, I, I hang out by the olive oil section, of course, and, and I watch, oh I watch, the, I watch the consumer, the customers go by, you know, and they stand there. Like, who is this guy? Yeah, they want, they're wondering who the hell I am. Um, but no, I, I watch, and you know, they're looking, and they're like, oh, I can't, you know, and, and they, they pick one up, they read it, put it back, take another. So yeah, it's really unfortunate the way um, uh, the, the, the um, laws have developed in this country for labeling oils, okay? And not mm -hmm. just olive oil, all oils. So when you go to the supermarket and you see something that says olive oil, or it says canola oil or sunflower oil, and the word virgin is missing from that name, all right? Mm -hmm. That's what's the key here. There are basically two kinds of oils. There are virgin oils and there are refined oils, okay. right? Okay. So anything that doesn't say virgin has been refined. All right. Now, all right. So refining removes flavor and color and a lot of the sort of micronutrients that are in virgin oils. Okay. Mm -hmm. so that's why they're, they, they're clear and they have no taste or little taste, mm -hmm. right? We call those neutral oils. Now, okay. virgin oils, right? So you mentioned extra virgin and virgin olive oils. There are other virgin oils, like avocado can be virgin. Mm -hmm. Not a lot of it is, by the way. You got to look for the word virgin. But um, where the word virgin is, that means the oil has not been refined. Mm -hmm. And so that's going to have the most flavor and often color. Um, color, by the way, is not an indication of quality when it comes to olive oil. I'll make that clear. Okay. But um, but the flavor is one of the things you know that um, are attributed to the polyphenols, the healthy micronutrients and antioxidants that are in olive oil. So the flavor mm -hmm. does matter, right? In that in that sense. So virgin versus mm, oils that don't say virgin are the mm -hmm. ones that are, are refined. So the now same. Can so you just can we pause there? And can you just yeah. define refined? Does this mean that we're just, are we heating it? What are we doing? When yeah, we're so the refining process typically involves um, heat, number mm -hmm. one. Um, and then typically it will involve the use of um, sodium hydroxide, um, a, a, a chemical that's used in, by our, like our, our water system, uh, municipal water supplies to, to filter, to lower the acidity and, um, and, and purify the oil and the waters that we drink, right? So they use basically that same chemical to, um, um, to, to, to purify the, the oil, the virgin oil, so that it's, it's um, um, neutral tasting um, and clear in color. And, it, and also the process results in, in uh, a higher smoke point, which maybe we can get to if ah, we have time. Okay. Well, I, I thought too, and, and so I like the way you, that helps me, right? Mm -hmm. You know, basically unrefined versus refined. Virgin's the key word. Um, 
I thought Virgin was more related to what they referred to as like the first press or the second, right? Is that where, so if it's first press Virgin, is that extra Virgin? No. I, I don't know. I'm all confused. No. I, so, know, okay. I know. I know. Continue. I know. Sorry. Maybe I, I, he can I'm continue okay. the journey. Continue on. Yeah. Okay. Maybe, I, maybe right. my let's, question was let's too early. Let's talk about the, the extra. So a lot of people say eh, extra Virgin, you know, there's a lot of jokes about that. Uh, what, what does it mean to be extra Virgin? Um, no, a extra actually sort of means special, right? It means um, highest quality. Um, mm -hmm. okay. So you mentioned that, that you will find virgin olive oil without the word extra on the label. That's very rare in the United States. Okay. Um, it, it is very common in, around the world, but when they introduced extra virgin olive oil here in the US, the marketing folks said, well, why would we sell, you know, a lesser quality? So we're just going to go with the extra virgin here. Okay. Mm -hmm. and so that's why you'll only see extra virgin here. Um, extra virgin is a pretty broad category. It basically means that the, the oil doesn't have any, you know, it's virgin oil meeting certain qualifications, including that it has no flavor defect, right? So that's, okay. that's, that's, there's a taste test that is involved in grading extra virgin mm -hmm. olive oil. Right. They so never do that. that like wine. Uh, well, yeah, yes, no, it, no, wine. So that's that's a big that's a, that's we'll that's, a, this that's right a, today. I'd love, use, I'd love to use the wine as an example because you know, with wine, consumers and and critics are the ones who you know determine what wine you know uh. tastes like and what they like. Here we have professional tasters giving a grade. So there's no okay. like you know, extra wine or, you know, delicious wine. It's, it's all wine. And, and here we have virgin olive oil that some now are creating a category and they're calling it extra virgin. So okay. Okay. Um, it, it's just more complicated and, and gets people confused. Where, where does the first press stuff come in? To play? Okay. So the first press, so um, to be extra virgin olive oil, there can be only one pressing. So okay. When you see first cold okay. press on a label, um, it, it's redundant because if it's if it says extra virgin, it has to be. Okay. So it's marketing. Uh, so, first, yeah. so so first, yes, it is it is marketing. First, um, so actually, I've referred to this as like a statement of three white lies, right? There, it's not harmful, right? It's not going to confuse anybody, not giving you misinformation. But first, well. There is no second. So why do we use the word first? <laughs> there is ah. no second. <laughs> uh -huh. See, so, I always assumed there was because they're talking about first. <laughs> yeah. No, there can be a second pressing of the of the of the olive of the Ooh. mash. You can you can do a second pressing, but it's not going to be extra virgin olive oil. So that so it's ah so it's okay. Irrelevant. That would take away up, this more refined. Now it's now. not extra. Okay. That oil that's from the second press can be later refined. Right for the, ah, for the okay. regular olive oil, um, and and then the um, and the other thing is if if the oil, you know, is by these taste test uh, uh, panels, if they don't decide that this oil is can be called extra virgin, again, the the manufacturer may say, okay, producer, I'm I'm going to send this to be refined. I'm going to sell it as regular olive gotcha. oil or light okay. tasting. So let me do, let me also talk about that light tasting because, I. I think, uh, so when we, we want as a chef or a home cook to use a neutral flavored oil for certain recipes, um, you know, then extra virgin olive oil may not be a good choice. However, 
for my, uh, you know, my choice would be to use light tasting olive oil, because okay. what that means is it's got, it's basically the same as, as the taste of canola or, or um, sunflower oil, no taste, light color. So it can be a neutral oil. So that's really what light tasting means. Okay. So use it, use it when you're looking more for neutral taste, right? Cause yeah. Like, but I, I just can't, I'm not, when I see light to me, I think like diet less than like, I don't, yeah. I want the real stuff. Right. <laughs> yeah. I get it. Like, you know, my mom went on this, well, she's still on the olive oil band wagon, which is a good wagon to be on the olive oil train. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and, but she started, my dad did not like the fact that she started cooking eggs in the olive oil because you can taste the olive yeah, oil like so it. then she started buying the light so i see where, where it could be used light yeah, fits yeah. in well yeah. let me okay so if you switch to light olive oil to, for for neutral for a neutral flavor right mm -hmm. like the eggs am i still getting the polyphenols i want am i still getting the good like have i changed the nutritious content you have mm -hmm. you have it, it is it is um not the same it is the same fatty acid profile, right? So most mm -hmm. of the health benefits that we read about for olive oil, um, including the heart and some of the research on dementia and and um, and, and um, other things like diabetes, a lot of it has to do with just the fatty acid profile, which is high in oleic acid, right? Mm -hmm. That's the that's that's the key for a lot of these health benefits. All olive oil regardless of grade, regardless of whether it's refined or version, has the same fatty acid profile. Mm -hmm. However, Dr. Mike is correct. The polyphenols, those, um, and antioxidants, those get eliminated in the refining process. Got now, okay. yep. one thing I can, can tell you though, that regular olive oil and the light tasting olive oil, both have some virgin olive oil added back to it. <clears throat> and oh. that, that gives it some flavor, you know, so some flavor and some of the antioxidants. So typically with regular olive oil, if it doesn't say light, it's going to be about 15%, maybe 20% of virgin olive oil added. And that'll give you some flavor and some mm -hmm. polyphenols. Light tasting means it just has less of the, of the virgin added. So, so I, there I've is never a, seen an advantage. But it, uh, in the supermarkets I go to, Right, at least in South Florida, I don't. All I ever see is extra or light. I don't yeah. ever see just regular olive oil. Just olive oil. It's, well, it's, I wonder it's, if. Yeah, and I sometimes see it mixed with other things, where it just says with olive oil or olive oil oh. added. But so, it gets so confusing. But I'm sticking was, with the extra. Yeah. Now I, that I know, I know. Oh, it's, yeah. no, it's, unless, it's unless you want a neutral, right? Unless you want a neutral oil, um, then there's no reason to use anything except extra virgin olive oil. It, you know, um, yeah. It, as long as you can afford it, but you know, there's a misconception about the price that that uh, that, it, that it's you know unaffordable. It's really not. We can talk mm -hmm. about that if you like, but. Now you mentioned something earlier that I want to circle back to about the color oh. and the difference. Like we, you, we once thought the darker, the oil, that green color, and I'm sure to a certain extent, are you saying it doesn't matter? And what now I'm processing it and I'm thinking, is it because olives are different colors? <laughs> okay. So, 
So, yeah, no, absolutely, it does not matter. And we have a bias. We all have a bias that, that a dark green color looks more natural and should taste better, but it's just not true. So, in fact, when these, these professional tasters, when they're grading olive oils, they have to use, by regulation, they have to use these blue glass cups because they, oh, so it they completely can't, so obscures they can't, the color. They're because even that experts have that bias that they think that yeah. that's the case, but it is not. Um, so yeah, it's it is uh, you know it's not. Pay more attention to the, to the label. What is it? Extra virgin. See that word mm -hmm. virgin. That's the key thing. Um, and then you know you'll see what the flavor is like. I want to I want to get on into the last section here about the mm -hmm. environment and stuff mm -hmm. because you had questions about that right but before we do you bring up a good question right there are there's so many different types of olives what are the most common olives used to make olive oil you know there are there are something like a thousand varieties of olives that have been, that have been cultivated to to make olive oil um, so the, the most common ones these days, um, it, you know, they're in, in the United States now, they're, they're um, growing a lot of Arbequina, which is a Spanish, uh, Spanish olive. Um, mm -hmm. Coratina, it comes from the south, uh, south of Italy, from the Puglia region mostly. And that's a really strong oil. Um, uh, that gives a really strong okay. tasting oil. Coroneki from Greece. Um, in Morocco, there's the Picheline, uh, the French Picheline, and same in, in France. So, so they're really, it, it varies by region, and it's a lot like wines and grapes. You can take um, a Coratina olive tr tree branch and plant it in California, as, as it has been done. Um, so, it, it, and the terroir where the olive grows um, will affect its flavor. So uh, an Arbequina grown in California may not taste the same as a Cali uh, as an Arbequina grown in, in Spain. So, yeah. yeah. Are, are you getting hungry? I am. I'm getting I just, hungry. I keep imagining <laughs> olive oil on I, bread. I, yeah, I know. I, with a little salt. Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. You wanted to ask some questions about like the environment or something, right? Yes. Uh, and, and that's where I met, met you at the Nutrition News update oh, conference okay, and we were at la jolla la jolla yeah, beach nice. california nice. and you you spoke there and you talked about olives or olive trees and the environment and it it just opened my eyes to a different aspect of something that i really loved and i was just hoping you can <laughs> kind of share some of that information with dr mike yeah i would love to hear it yeah, I'd I'd love to, uh, Crystal. Thank you. Um, yeah, so you know we see that more and more today people are becoming a little more what they call climatarians, right? You you know climate climate is affecting how we make choices in life, whether we take an extra bag from the supermarket or or, or we you know stuff the stuff our vegetables in our backpack or something. Um, but when it comes to choosing foods, it's it's also becoming an issue. So when when um, consumers are choosing um, which cooking oil they want to have, I, I think it's important that that we all understand that there are there are differences in the way um, uh, cooking oils are produced. So. First of all, the first big issue that distinguishes olive oil from many of the others uh, popular cooking oils is that olives, olive trees, it's a permanent crop, right? It's a, it, you don't have to replant them every year. 
um, they they just are harvested at the uh, you know in in the, in the fall, and uh, then next year they do the same thing all over again. And it, because it's a permanent crop, olive trees are essentially they're trees, right? So they they take carbon from the atmosphere and they bury it into a carbon sink in the soil. So they are actually helping by, you know, like having, like a forest helps keep the, the air fresh and reduces carbon. So it's a carbon sink. Um, as a tree, it uses less water, right? The roots go deep, so mm. you don't have to water as much. Um, the, uh, as trees, you promote biodiversity, right? You're not constantly tilling the soil and, and replanting and harvesting. Um, there uh, is can be le you know less use of, of chemicals and pesticides in terms of uh, the production, um, and and it also it also you know can be used in terms of um, you know um, uh, what we call fighting desertification right these in arid re regions the olive tree can survive and it prevents mm -hmm. deserts from taking over from the land, and then fi finally with um, the way olives are, olive oil, especially extra virgin, is produced, right? It's mechanical only. There is no chemicals used in the process, which is the case with many of the other oils. Um, and, it, and it has to be done back to that first cold press, Dr. Mike, right? Cold. That cold means no, you know, high heat added. That's basically what it means. It's not not actually cold. I'll tell you that. Mm -hmm. it's, it, mm -hmm. it's regulated at around 80 degrees, nothing more than 80 degrees. Okay. Um, but when you're when you're extracting oil with chemical solvents um, and um, then evaporating that solvent, you there's a lot of high heat that goes involved in that process. So in olive oil, that doesn't happen. So you don't have the energy inputs or the chemical inputs. So it's a clean um, process. Wow. So another reason. Well, it makes so the fact that we're dealing with permanent trees. Okay, sure, because olives have been around all human history, right? But matter of fact, how far back can we trace olives? Do you know, Dr. Yeah, I think they, I think they treat them back about six thousand years. So um, they've wow. been cultivated forever. Um, you know, right now we're facing, um, you know, we're concerned a little bit about climate change and the drought and how it's going to affect supply. Um, so I was talking with our PR person. We we're talking about, you know, let's just go back to the Bible, right? You know, last week she told me in church the the uh, one of the readings was talking about how you know there was a you know, problem in in the Old Testament with the with the olive oil crop. You know, it just was. Yeah. You know, so it's like that's true. This, yeah, that's great. It's nothing new under the sun here, right? What I mean, we're rich, rich, rich history, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. You're listening to Joseph R. Profalci. He is the executive director of the North American Olive Oil Association. So, Joe, last question for you. You've been fantastic. By I the know. Way. Full of great Thanks. information. Um. It, like, what would you like our listeners? Like, what's what's the take-home elevator pitch message for the listeners of the show? Yeah, okay. Well, you know, I would say, first of all, you know, as with wine and beer and coffee and other products, it's important to understand that there are good, better, and best qualities of olive oil, and they're there to meet every flavor, preference, and budget, Right. Um, as I said earlier, shop at retailers you trust, buy the brands you know, but if you want to try a new brand, and we want to encourage that because it is a world of discovery with olive oil, um, but beware of prices that are that are too low, right, and too good to be true, and, and always taste the oil as soon as you get it home, right, and if you don't like mm. it, just take it back and ask for a refund or, or something mm -hmm. that you like. 
Um, so in bottom line is olive oil, you know, it's, it's, olive, it's a, it's a simple natural food. Um, it's, it's affordable, delicious and versatile, you know, with options for any budget and taste. Um, yeah. so all olive oils are healthy. Last thing, all olive oils are healthy. Um, okay. but the more taste, the more potential health benefits that the oil will have. Right. Yeah. So I like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. You don't have to convince us. We love it. <laughs> but then again, Dr. Chris and I love to eat. So, <laughs> um, Joe, thank you so much for coming on today. It's, it's been a fascinating topic and discussion. Great. No, really. Thank you very much. I'm happy to come back anytime. There's so much. It's a, it's a complicated for such a simple food. As a matter of fact, is there a website that we can send our oh, listeners yeah. to? Because yes, I'm sure there's you. a lot of them that are going to want to learn more. Mm -hmm. Right. So if they want to learn about olive oil, they should go to aboutoliveoil.org. All right. That's yes. our uh, association. Aboutoliveoil.org. Thank you so much, Joe. You're listening to Live Forevers. Don't forget, you can go to liveforevers.com. Many other downloads for you, right? Many, many episodes there. Go ahead and download, listen, like, and share. When you're, when you're at liveforevers.com, we call it the one-two punch. Crystal, that's better. Good. Getting there. Um, you give your email, you join the family, and then you can subscribe to, you know, to your favorite um, service. What do they call them? Podcast listening. Platform. Platform. <laughs> aggregate. aggregate. App. <laughs> they say aggregate. That's liveforevers.com. I'm Dr. Mike. Thanks for listening. 